Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome to All Music Radio Podcast. And yours, Mike Fortune, coming to you live from Washington, D.C. The damning conspiracy theory of Trump on All Music Radio. Here we go. For former White House aide Cassidy Hutchinson, issued a statement stating that Hutchinson stands by all of the testimony she gave to the January 6th Select Committee yesterday under oath. Several of Donald Trump's staunchest Republican defenders have attacked her publicly, though not under oath, we should note. Others have been publicly silent after Hutchinson's stunning testimony. In private, however, former Trump aides tell CNN that the testimony painted a picture of Trump completely unhinged and losing all control, a damning portrait. CNN's Capitol Hill reporter Melanie Zanona starts us off this hour. And Melanie, most Republican officials are not willing to talk publicly about yesterday's hearing. Tell us what they're telling you privately. Yeah, that is exactly right. Publicly, most Republicans are trying to downplay yesterday's testimony or change the subject. But privately, it is a much different story. The GOP is really starting to recognize how serious this is for Donald Trump and his allies. And they were particularly alarmed by the fact that Trump knew the mob was armed and dangerous, and he sent them to the Capitol anyway. In fact, he tried to join them. He wanted to join them. One senior House Republican who did not support impeachment told me that they thought there would be indictments after yesterday's testimony. Another GOP lawmaker said after watching the hearing, they wanted to throw their lunch against the wall, a reference to the fact that Trump apparently threw his lunch against the wall when he was angry. And another House Republican told me that they said yesterday's hearing really proved that Trump was hell-bent on trying to be at the Capitol and was personally involved in trying to overturn the 2020 election. Now, the fact that they were only saying this on background and anonymously, I think is also really telling, Jake, because it shows that Trump is still in command of this party. Republicans were afraid to speak up against him. And meanwhile, GOP leaders have been absolutely silent, even though they had quite a lot to say in the immediate aftermath of January 6th. And that includes Kevin McCarthy, the House GOP leader, who was cited yesterday in the testimony as being one of the people who was deeply concerned by the idea of Trump coming to the Capitol on January 6th. Yeah. And it's interesting because um, Donald Trump's really been taking it on the chin from conservative media after yesterday's hearing. I'm not talking about the dead enders on that other channel, but people uh, in conservative editorial boards and such. Tell us more about that. Yeah, some really tough headlines for Trump. I want to tick through a few of them from these conservative outlets. The Wall Street Journal editorial board said Republicans should not look away from the compelling evidence. The conservative Washington Examiner called Trump 
unfit to be anywhere near power ever again. And the New York Post had a headline declaring Trump as a tyrant. So, you know, clearly some tiny cracks starting to emerge in the areas where Trump has enjoyed traditional support, but the MAGA base still standing by Trump as of right now, Jake. Yep, Melanie Zanona, thanks so much. Appreciate it. Aides to former President Trump tell CNN that they were left speechless by Cassidy Hutchinson's testimony. Some former members of the Trump administration are weighing in publicly, including former acting White House Chief of Staff Mick Mulvaney, Mick Mulvaney who writes in an op-ed for USA Today, quote, after some of the bombshells that got dropped in that hearing, my guess is that things could get very dark for the former president, unquote. And Mick Mulvaney joins us now. We should note he later served as special envoy to Northern Ireland, but he resigned from his post in the wake of the Capitol attack. Um, Mick, first of all, when you say things could get very dark for Donald Trump, what do you mean? Um, well, Jake, there's some really interesting revelations. Again, if you take what Cassidy Hutchinson said. They do not want you to hear this. <laughs> all right. Right back with it. Here we go. value than Donald Trump knew that the protesters had weapons and encouraged them to go to the Capitol uh, anyway. That was stunning to me. I have been defending the president over the course of the last year, even though I quit my job over the way he conducted himself during the riot. I never really thought until yesterday that he was even capable of inciting the riot. But if he knew those weapons were there and said, they're not here for me, let's go down to the Capitol, that is problematic for the president. If there's a direct line from the Proud Boys, Oath Keepers, right-wing extremist groups into the White House, that's a problem for the president. And Cassidy Hutchinson mentions yesterday for the first time that Mark Meadows was in communication um, with those folks. And finally, if there is really witness tampering, which is, I don't think, uh, something that's not getting nearly as much uh, attention. It came very late in the hearing yesterday. Uh, but if there's really witness tampering by Trump or by someone in his inner circle, that's a serious problem. So uh, again, it was the first time we've heard a lot of this yesterday. We're starting to get some pushback, for example, from the Secret Service that maybe not all of the testimony is accurate. Um, but if you take it at face value, yeah, things could get really bad for uh, for Trump and his team very quickly. Yeah, I mean, the, just to, on the Secret Service thing, the, the question is, she just testified what she heard from uh, or not, uh, not whether or not she saw it. She never said she saw it. But that is, an, you know, I take your point on that. What, what do you make of Donald Trump's complaint? He's out there saying his side of the story isn't being told in these hearings. Yeah, and it's not. And that's that's at one level, that's fair. But at the other level, you got to sort of look at him and say, OK, that's fine. Send in the people who could tell your side of the story. Let's let Mark Meadows testify or ask him to have Trump ask him to testify. What about Peter Navarro? What about Steve Bannon? Um, at some point, I think the committee is going to ask for uh, Pat Cipollone's testimony. Um, will those folks uh, defend the president or will they corroborate what uh, what Cassidy said yesterday? My guess is many of them probably take the fifth. Um, but the, the opportunities there, look, it's not a fair hearing. It's a political hearing. I get that. But it's hard to say that your side is not getting out there. Your argument's not getting out there when you your people won't go and talk. Cassidy Hutchinson gave some uh, remarkable testimony about Chief of Staff Mark Meadows seemingly unwilling to engage. Um, what did you make of her recollection that, you know, she or Tony Ornato or Pat Bellini, people were trying to tell him things and he was sitting on his sofa, scrolling on his phone, unresponsive, especially, you know, when the Secret Service and she were trying to tell Meadows about the threat of violence. 
that's I mean that that struck me personally. I, that's my sofa. I've used that sofa. That was my office. It was my fireplace. He was sitting by. Right. I understand exactly what the what the the dynamics are there and the visual image of of Cassidy coming to the to the door maybe with Pat there or Pat there a little bit afterwards and trying to talk to Mark and Mark not even looking up according to Cassidy and just staring at his phone and then they have to sort of interrupt him to make sure he's paying attention sends a very disturbing image of what the West Wing was like. I was actually texting with a uh, a colleague of mine who was in the West Wing at the time and I said, "Look, was was Mark just completely incompetent or was he having a nervous breakdown? And the response was that it was a little bit of both. The West Wing was clearly broken, clearly broken. Uh, and the testimony yesterday actually made me feel bad for some of the good people who were still there to have to work in that environment with a chief of staff who was so obviously disengaged. Again, according to what uh, Cassidy said yesterday, very, very disturbing for me to hear that as a former chief of staff. What did you make of the, the descriptions we heard about Trump's uh, volatile temper? Um, here, here's an example from when Attorney General Bill Barr uh, said in an interview that uh, this, is, this is after Barr testified to, um, told the AP that he'd found no evidence of widespread voter fraud. Uh, and here's uh, Cassidy's uh, recollection of that. There's ketchup dripping down the wall and there's a shattered porcelain plate on the floor. The valet had articulated that the president was extremely angry at the attorney general's AP interview and had thrown his lunch against the wall. Were you surprised by that? Uh, A little bit. Uh, I've been around Donald Trump a a good bit. Um, I've seen a little bit of his temper. I've seen him scream. I've seen him pound on the table. I've seen a hundred people do that. Um, so I never saw him throw a plate. I never saw him. Uh, I think later she testified that he, he pulled the tablecloth out, and knocked everything off the table. I never saw that. If that's true, again, I think it bears noting here that some of what she testified there to in that clip was something she saw. She saw the stuff on the wall and the broken plate, but she heard about the other stuff. So you right. have to sort of take that with a small grain of salt. Um, but if that is really what it was like in the West Wing, if that's what Donald Trump was like, then things had changed dramatically since I had left in March. Um, to have a, a chief of staff who was disengaged, to have a president throwing plates. The place was clearly very different, um, and you got a dramatically different result, I think, on January 6th um, than any of us really expected. All right, Mick Mulvaney, thanks so much. Appreciate your time. Thanks, Jake. Have Democrats lost voters by not protecting abortion rights at the federal level? They have had 50 years to do so. We're going to talk to a Democratic congresswoman who has publicly shared her story about getting an abortion. Then he spread Trump election lies, and now... And we're back with our politics lead. The January 6th House Select Committee's sixth public hearing left former Trump aides speechless. CNN's Gabby Orr and Pamela Brown report. One Trump advisor said, quote, for the first time since the hearing started, no one is dismissing this. Let's discuss. So, Abby Phillip, just to get you up to speed, I, uh, <laughs> earlier in the show, I interviewed uh, Trump's former acting White House chief of staff, Mick Mulvaney, and I asked him about um, the description we heard from Cassidy Hutchinson about Mulvaney kind of like disengaged. Uh, they were trying to tell him stuff, trying to tell him about threats that were coming, et cetera. And he was just sitting on the couch scrolling. Here's part of what Mulvaney said in response. I was actually texting with a, uh, a colleague of mine who was in the West Wing at the time. And I said, look, was, was Mark just completely incompetent or was he having a nervous breakdown? And the response was that it was a little bit of both. The West Wing was clearly broken, clearly broken. Uh, and the testimony yesterday actually made me feel bad for some of the good people who were still there to have to work in that environment with a chief of staff who was so obviously disengaged. 
In case you were not sure which of the guys with the last names that start with M who used to be White House Chief of Staff, that's the one who had the job before right. Mark Meadows. I'm just saying, so w- was Mark completely incompetent or was he having a nervous breakdown? The response was a little bit of both. <laughs> they, they have some... You know, see, bad blood, you know, like many people who were in this sort of doggy dog world of the Trump White House. But but that being said, you might have seen videos like this before. But here's the big secret. Anyone can make one of these videos in a few minutes. You might think you need a professional animator or to learn some fancy editing program. But that's not the case. In fact, we know you can make a professional video just like this, even if you've never made a single video before. Let's find out how. Hi, I'm Brad Callen, and in this video, I'm going to show you how anyone can quickly and easily create Doodle videos, just like the one you're watching right now, using Doodly, our drag-and-drop Doodle software that allows anyone, regardless of tech skills, to create highly engaging professional Doodle videos in a matter of minutes. Because Doodle videos are fun and engaging, they can get you more clicks, likes, shares, and most importantly, sales than any other type of video, which is why Doodly is now the video tool of choice for over 150,000 businesses all over the world in virtually every industry and profession that you can imagine. Doodle videos are perfect for marketing, teaching, fundraising, personal use, and even inspiring others. You'll notice that you can choose the style of your video, selecting from whiteboard, blackboard, greenboard, glassboard, and for more advanced users, you can even use a green screen background. In this example, let's create a nice looking whiteboard doodle video. First, I'll add a headline to get people's attention, then center it before adding a character. I like this one. And while I'm at it, I'm going to go ahead and add a prop too. I'll resize everything and voila, we have Steve reading a book on his chair. Doodly allows you to customize your video with real hands, cartoon hands, or none at all. Seeing transitions with even camera panning and our smart erase mode to provide the realistic feel that you're looking for. Plus, you can even record a voiceover directly inside Doodly or add background music by simply choosing from our huge royalty-free music library. The going rate for professional doodle video creation is anywhere from $1,000 to $3,000 to have someone make a video similar to the one that I just showed you. But with Doodly, anyone can create a doodle video regardless of tech skills and experience, meaning you can make dozens of doodle videos without paying ridiculously high fees to professional design firms. If you were to visit the doodly.com homepage right now, you'd see the regular price for Doodly is an ongoing monthly payment, which adds up to $468 per year. But since you've landed on this promotion page, you can get your copy of Dooley right now for a one-time $67 payment. No monthly fees forever. And you'll even have access to all the free feature updates we offer our Dooley users, which is typically once every week. So to lock in this one-time $67 payment with zero monthly fees forever, go ahead and click or tap on the button next to this video to claim your copy of Dooley today. And we look forward to welcoming you to the Dooley family. Every day I make around $10,000 and it's all online. It's actually not from real estate. If you're someone that's looking to get into real estate, let me educate you on a few things real quick. All right, obviously real estate can make you a lot of money. The problem with real estate, it's a long-term investment. It can cost a lot of money. It could be really problematic, okay? What I do, it's real estate, but it's digital real estate. It's online digital assets that you own that's like real estate in person, 
but it's online, okay? These digital assets actually make me over $10,000 every single day. This is what we did in the past 30 days. We did over $300,000, okay? And I'm not talking about doing affiliate marketing, uh, Amazon, drop shipping, none of that stuff, no launches. This is a real skill that pays the bills. It's high demand and you can work from anywhere in the world, okay? And the people that I work with are anywhere in the world and all I need is a laptop and a phone. Okay, now let me be clear. These digital real estate assets that we own, we actually work with small business owners, okay? We set up these assets online, and what they do is they produce new customers for small businesses. So think of real estate agents, mortgage brokers, dentists, chiropractors, okay, real estate investors, all right? All of these different types of small businesses, gyms, salons, the list goes on. We set up these digital real estate assets online, and we run traffic to them. It could be Google ads. It could be Facebook ads and we just every time we get a new inquiry or a new customer we just forward that over to the business owner entrepreneur that we're working with and we get paid handsomely for it the contracts that we acquire per uh, clients can range anywhere between one to five thousand dollars a month so do the math go land ten of those at five thousand a month you're talking about making fifty thousand dollars a month passively on something that takes around ten to fifteen minutes to set up all right, and only around five to 10 minutes a day to manage. And what's really, really cool, there's ways to outsource the entire process so that the money's coming in and you're not physically working in the business, which is really, really awesome when you're considering passive income. So everything that we do has the benefits of physical real estate, but it's all online. They're using these digital real estate assets and it's able to produce passive income while we're sleeping. If you're somebody that's interested in knowing how we do this, I'm holding a free orientation. If you're on desktop, go ahead and click in the lower left. If you're on mobile, click in the upper right. It's gonna take you to the page that looks just like this. Just drop your information and register for the training that's coming up, all right? This is the same training that I held recently, and Johnny, he's actually in, into real estate now. He was leaving the Marines, he got into real estate, he found me online, he's making over $50,000 a month, okay? This is a dentist over here, her name is Dominique. She's making over $25,000 a month doing and managing these real estate, uh, online real estate assets that I'm telling you about. This is Evan over here that's doing over $25,000 a month. There's so many opportunities right now where you can get in online where you're doing something that's producing passive income and you're not in the heat or cold flipping real estate looking for deals and investing in all these opportunities that could be really problematic, okay? So I invite you to come check out the orientation, uh, join the training, and come see what we're doing to produce this kind of money every single day. All right, so my name is Douglas James. Hey, and I'll see you on the training. I, I do think that um, it is interesting that Mulvaney thinks that this is significant. It kind of goes along with what we are hearing from a, a lot of people in Trump world on Capitol Hill, the sources who spoke to Pamela and to Gabby Orr, who are basically saying this ain't nothing. Yeah. And this is this is significant. And no, it's not just about the porcelain plates and the ketchup on no, the wall of the White House residence. It's about the part of this that is uh, Trump 
saying Trump being told multiple times that there were weapons in the crowd and not caring. It's about the part of this that is about Trump telling Mick Mulvaney, go over to the Willard Hotel and talk to the Mark guy. Meadows, I'm sorry, Mark Meadows, the other <laughs> yeah. the other guy. Mark, Mark Meadows, go to the Willard and talk to the, the people who are are basically organizing Stone the January 6th, yeah. 6th um, what became an insurrection. There were so many other details that are just too hard to dismiss and even people, Trump adjacent people are taking notice. Uh, and and, and Jonah, there's a blistering editorial in the, in the Washington Examiner, which is generally conservative and pro-Trump, mm-hmm. I think it's fair to say. Uh, it reads, in part, former White House aide Cassidy Hutchinson's Tuesday testimony ought to ring the death knell for former President Donald Trump's political career. Trump is unfit to be anywhere near power ever again. Trump is a disgrace. Republicans have far better options to lead the party in 2024. No one should think otherwise, much less support him ever again. Is, is that significant, you think, that the Washington Examiner said that? I think it's a significant sign that nature is healing. <laughs> um, uh, you are the virus? <laughs> <laughs> no, look, I, I, I felt that way in 2015 and 2016, sure. so, but everyone in the pool, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> um, I think it's significant. I think that you know, uh, people want to talk about criminal referrals and criminal prosecutions and all of that. I think that there are so many thorny issues involved with that. The keeping sights on the fact of just making, uh, anathematizing him as a political force in the Republican Party would be a monumental victory by my lights. And I think that the, the issue now is, you know, people are trying to, they're attacking Cassidy Hutchinson. They're, they're raising some perfectly legitimate questions about her testimony. But the key thing is her testimony was under oath. And all of the people who are complaining, starting with Donald Trump, that the other side hasn't gotten a fair hearing... That's a fair criticism of the committee, although it was Republicans who didn't want to have a real committee. Um, the people who could rebut with facts yeah. are the ones pleading the fifth and defying subpoenas. Yep. And so the only way to actually engage this now is to get people under oath to say that's not true. And I don't know where those and people are. And by the are. way, also being paid by right. the, the Trump, Trump world and people around Trump who are the subject of this committee. So I think that's an important part of it, too. What was your reaction to the hearing? Well, I mean, I just, I, I, I guess my question is more to what you're just talking about with the Washington Examiner and all these people coming out and saying this about Donald Trump, because I think I have a little bit of your reaction was like, you're just now coming to this conclusion. It just seems strange that this one, I mean, all the January 6th stuff happened on TV. So they were certainly clearly aware of this. They're aware of the fact that the president denied that the election was legitimate, that Joe Biden is president, all these things. All oh, Music Radio, Washington, D.C. Oh, it's my question coming to you. From the nation's capital, the Trump unhinged conspiracy. Looks like to me he's on his way to be charged, and rightfully so, on all music radio podcasts. Those Mike Ford to come to you live from the nation's capital. Be a hero, not a zero. Wear your mask, get the vaccine, baby, save you and somebody else. It's the American thing to do. Our radio station at www.allmusicradio.org. You can listen about 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year. And it's on demand. We wrote a book, Racism, White Privilege in America, available on Amazon. You can copy it today. We'll be glad you did. You too. On All Music Radio Podcast, look, love, peace, joy, and happiness from All Music Radio Podcasting. And we're more than just music, baby.